Hello and welcome to the Heed Army Podcast Live, brought to you in association with Northern Print Solutions, your number one place for digital and LIFO print, helping the Heed Army spread the word of Gated FC. If you're new to the Heed Army Podcast, the Heed Army Podcast is all about Gated FC by the fans for the fans. We endeavour to get as many interviews as we can on a match day, so if you see someone about with a microphone, why not come along and have your say? The show is fully interactive, and if you'd like to contact us throughout the show, you can do it via Twitter, at Heed underscore Army, and of course there is our chat facility below that you can use throughout the show. Hello and welcome to the Heed Army Podcast Live. It's Sunday the 16th of November and uh, as I say we haven't had the week we expected that we were talking about last week. A 3-3 draw at home to Lincoln. That was event filled uh, more by the referee than anything else in the game. We'd love to know your views on that. Also yesterday's 1-0 defeat away to Chester but a special mention to 170 gated fans that made their way down there. So we want to hear from you tonight about how that game was and how your day was because uh, as I say I think the football probably spoiled the day or the result did anyway because on BBC Radio Newcastle's commentary it sounded like Gates had had much the better of the game so let us know if that was the case and uh, also we've got goat news and uh, we'll look forward to the games coming up and uh, also tonight a little change um, we'd like to know what your uh, dream defence is of all time current and former players so who would be in your back four we'll include goalkeepers in that as well and next week we'll do midfielders so let us know who who would be your ideal uh, defensive lineup uh, if you could pick any player from any uh, time in uh, Gator's history. Uh, just leaves me to introduce my guest tonight, Mickey. Hello. Good evening. And uh, I'm really chuffed to introduce uh, one of my favourite players. Uh, didn't like to say this one before, like, but he's a bit of a legend. Uh, Sam Kitchen. Hello there. Hello, mate. Yeah. Right. So we've got Sam. So if you've got any messages hey, for listen. Sam, he is. He is. <laughs> uh, so if you've got any messages for Sam, uh, please send them in. We'll ask him later on about his time at Gator and. He's He's got quite a few stories to tell as well about all things that happened during Gated. And uh, also, I'm sure he'll be able to tell us about the FA Cup run of uh, 2000 when we were the, <laughs> the team of the round. Uh, so, lots to talk about. Um, you know how to contact us on the chat facility. There's people already doing it already. We'll play the promo how to do it. Mickey, can you remember the address for Twitter? It's at heed underscore army. Yeah, so at heed underscore army. Send any messages there and we can read them out. And uh, this is how to do it if you're new to us on Spreaker. It's your messages that make this show go and we'd love to hear you and you can contact us on our chat facility brought with you in association with Northern Print Solutions. You can contact us on there simply by registering with your Facebook account on the Spreaker website or app and you can have the app on your mobile phone or tablet devices and then you can listen to us and message us simultaneously. We look forward to hearing all of your messages, thoughts and views because they are the heart and soul of this podcast. Northern Print Solutions, supporting the Heed Army podcast. 
We never compromise on quality and are completely customer focused. From simple business cards to high-end brochures, we have it all covered. Call us on 0191 411 1698 or you can email us at info at northernprintsolutions.co.uk That was a message from our sponsors there and uh, also how to contact us. Neil Smith is the one that uh, gave us the first message today and he's put... Uh, and, and he says evening all. So there we go, evening. evening. Welcome. Uh, Andrew McGuinness, he isn't here tonight, normally he is. He's put hello, not long home, in. The rest of the message hasn't come up there, but he's just been come back from Manchester, as he's been telling us for the last four weeks on the podcast. So uh, I've got a story about his girlfriend when he was down there, haven't we? Dirty weekend. Yeah. <laughs> and uh, we've got a tweet already there from Andrew Mason. Andy Mason, sitting with Phil, Pizza, and the Heat Army podcast live. It's a rom- romantic evening if I've ever heard uh, one. Uh, so I think we'll start off with uh, yesterday's game. Were you down there? Uh, me and Mick, you were unfortunately not there. We listened to it on uh, the fantastic coverage by Radio Newcastle. Uh, Matthew Raysbeck, and he had uh, J.J. O'Donnell in as an analyst as well. He did very well, but it's good to hear that he'll be back playing very soon. Right, uh, definitely. So hopefully we'll see him back in the fold. And uh, it sounded like, as I say, we, we were all over the mid-times uh, from the commentary. But, as I say... We've got that habit of letting in a goal again. Aye, I definitely. think it's at the 14th time in 21 games. Something like that. We aye. went behind first. So uh, it's, it's a little a defender bit in the studio. That's, that's Sam. Yeah, we'll have to find out <laughs> how, we, how we sort that one out. Uh, so obviously let us know um, if you were at the game. There's 170 fans down there and Andrew has said that he's listening. So he could have made it down. He only lives up the road, couldn't he? Aye. But on the saving grace, we haven't got his impressions this week. And uh, so <laughs> someone said he's skiving. Uh, also, remember, Lincoln... Actually, we have got um, Gary Mills' thoughts that we can play from Gator CTV later on about the Lincoln game uh, because he, I don't know, he kind of agreed that a draw was a fair result, Brad. I think he kind of said that begrudgingly during the interview because <laughs> I thought Gator were much the better side. He, wa- he wasn't too happy with the referee, to say the least. Uh, as I say, it's not often. I mean, Sam, in all your time at Gator, can you remember, ever remember a referee having to have a, a security escort off the pitch? No, not really. You know, it's not really. It's not that kind of a home crowd where the fans really get on a referee's back. It's no, normally. Not really. But I remember a game where uh, Keith Fletcher scored a goal in the middle, oh. middle of the net. And yeah, the, the I disallowed it. In fact, that was one. It was the running of the season. Weren't uh, yeah. still in the chance for promotion that season? I remember that. And uh, as I say, actually, I, I don't know if you really remember the game, but their defenders all sat down. The goalkeeper was punching the ground. Yeah. You know, their fans were in disbelief, and the referee and the disallowed ref it. Right, it was straight <laughs> in the middle of the goal. And straight out the other end. <laughs> yeah, I remember yeah, that one yeah. quite vividly. That one hurt a lot, that one. <laughs> Not as much as it did to Fletcher. Well, about two weeks later, he was still ranting and raving about it. <laughs> <laughs> it's not like Keith Fletcher at all, was it? Um, uh, also, as well, just to mention, um, remember, you can download the podcast and listen to it uh, from iTunes or from uh, Spreaker website, and uh, you can share that. So if you're just tuning in uh, and you've missed the beginning, don't worry, you can catch it earlier on. So come on, people, we want to know. You're a little bit quiet tonight. I'm a little bit worried in case I'm a celebrity's uh, hamper and work tonight. It looks like it, doesn't it? It doesn't it? And, uh, but yeah, uh, we will play out Gary Mills' thoughts on um, the Lincoln game right now, and uh, this is what he had to say to Gator FC TV straight after the game on Tuesday night. Well, Gary, an exhilarating game of football there. Uh, I'd begin by asking you what your view was of the incident that led to the penalty to Lincoln and had a time there. 
Well, it looked like a foul. There's no question of that. Obviously, where I'm standing from, players are protesting it must have been out of the box. That's the only thing they can be testing about. Cause it certainly looked a foul from from Jamesy, which was a poor challenge. Uh, so it's just one of them. It's, it's, it's hard for me to comment on it because I don't really know whether it was or whether it wasn't. Um, it looked definite, a definite foul, that's all I can say. On reflection, would you say that the draw was a fair result tonight? Uh, possibly, possibly. I thought we played well tonight, you know. I thought I thought we knocked the ball around well. I thought we started well. I thought the, the decision from the referees sort of kick-started them and given them a couple of corners, momentum, which is what they're about. Uh, they couldn't get out their half until that happened. Um, so, no, I don't, I don't really understand a few, a few of the decisions tonight. Um, it's frustrating when you're working hard to to defend or attack or do things that you do, and, and decisions are made like they are tonight. It's it's beyond me. Granted, two of the Lincoln goals tonight were penalties, but does the defensive side still concern you a little bit? I, well, it always concerns you when you when you um, when you concede three goals. Of course, of course, it does. Yeah, of course, I'd like a clean sheet, and yes, it could be could be slightly better, but. I think we've done well tonight. I'm not going to, you know, we played Sunday. We've had a, we've had tough, tough games. Uh, we knew this was going to be tough tonight, and we've, um, we've come away from our home ground tonight with another point. Looking at some of the positives from tonight, Matty Passett got his first goal for the club, and was named man of the match. How pleased are you with the progress he's making? Yeah, very much so. He looked, he looked, he looked sharp tonight. He looked fit. Pleased for him to get a goal. Um, delighted with him. And Alex Rodman as well, that's three in his last three appearances. Can he go on and bag more? Yeah, well, we hope so. That's what we brought him here for, you know. Um, I thought he'd done well tonight. Great goal to get us back in it. Uh, delighted. And a quick turnaround now at the Chester game. Is that welcome to have another game in such a short space of time? Well, that's what it is. It's the league we're in. It's what it is. Uh, we've got to go in two tough away games now. Chester away and, and Torquay away. Um, and show what we're made of so it gives us a, maybe a couple of days to, to rest up work the lads that haven't really had the minutes that they should have uh, and me to decide what the team should be on, on Saturday Well that was the thoughts and views of Gary Mills there after Tuesday night's game and uh, Colin Dilbo has messaged in the Lincoln game took me two to three days to get over that fiasco but we were unlucky and deserved to win I would agree um, as I say it's always awkward I don't like the get on referees' backs because it's a tough enough job as it is but he just had an absolute mare and it, it, it's the only way to describe it isn't it it's just no it was a mare like it's, you know the, it, not many results you, know, you can forgive a, a referee for getting one or two um, decisions wrong but he was consistently getting them wrong for both sides and uh, Anne Scurfield but I'm here though uh, to be excited I don't know don't know what that's, what that's about. Uh, we've got a message all the way from Arvid uh, in Norway. Uh, evening, lads. Looking forward to the return to Gateshead for the Warrington game and Southport matches. Also, he's, he's um, getting two games in. So, oh, God, help me liver for that one when he comes. <laughs> uh, <laughs> and uh, Andrew McGuinness, uh, obviously a friend of the podcast, he's put best moment of the weekend was Tony Carter being hit with the ball twice during the warm-up. <laughs> John Shaw hit him right in the house. <laughs> then Carl Finnegan hit the wall and... Uh, the back of the stand and it bounced into the back of TC's head uh, had the whole stand howling oh well <laughs> you can't really miss Tony can you not really you can still yeah. remember him can't you <laughs> <laughs> 
and uh, Paul warm reflections. Yeah, Paul Doolan, last week's studio guest. He's put hope. Mickey has done his warm up and uh, no <laughs> cramp. If you weren't listening to last week's episode, Mickey got cramp. He was sat just in front of where Paul was and started pelvic thrusting in his face. <laughs> 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 So, uh, yeah, we'll, we'll hopefully we'll not have any of that happening uh, tonight. And a uh, quick check of Twitter there, see if we've got any more messages. We have. And, uh, oh, we've got a, a lovely photo here. So, Leslie is finding the pod- this week's podcast riveting stuff. Yeah, oh, well. sitting there flat, dude. Yeah, so we'll retweet that if you want to see what Andy Mason's wife looks like. Have a look on Twitter now. Uh, glory. Probably, beautiful, beautiful pose there. Probably just pose. staying that so he doesn't piss her off her sex again. Yeah, that's what it'll be. Are you doing arse? You trifling arse? Or it's been- <laughs> <laughs> just what we've learned on the podcast over the past few months. Um, well, there's no secret in their house. There certainly isn't. Um, <laughs> were you one of the 170 people that were at Chester yesterday? We know Andrew was down there. If you could tell us about how the game was, uh, it'd be great to hear that. Um, regarding Lincoln, uh, Neil Smith, he's put, Regarding the Lincoln game, I was in the corporate suite, hence no match photos. My mate Jason enjoyed the um, the overall experience. I think he'll be back, and he thought uh, he was going to lynch the referee himself, and we're both celebrating the heat schools like mad. Well, that's great that we've got uh, a new person coming along and enjoying Gator, because that's what it's all about. Uh, so yes, and um, Andy Mason's put hashtag divorce. <laughs> that, that, I wouldn't do that, Andrew. I don't think you'll find anybody else. <laughs> <laughs> Are you seeing you? Uh, <laughs> you can't say that. <laughs> <laughs> I, I, you're punching above your weight there, like mate. Uh, <laughs> um, I don't know if I mentioned this before. We are getting flyers made. We've, we've mentioned it in previous podcasts. Um, they are being designed as we speak by the fantastic Liam Greaves. Uh, so hopefully they will be printed and uh, distributed coming up shortly so we can get more of you listening and it would be great if you could pick some up and pass them out and put the posters up in local shops near where you live so we can get more people talking about Gated. As I say, this is the only 100% Gated show there is. So uh, please help us share that. Um, also, we did mention at the beginning of the show um, your all-time defence uh, from Gated players past and present. Who would you have? And uh, Mickey, you've already told me yours. You've come up with yep. two, haven't you? You've been pretty flash. I have. I've come up with two. I had a, a home home defence. Yeah, this is pretty, he's, he's thinking of tactics for home and away. Yeah. <laughs> well, well, you need home. You want your fullbacks attacking on. So I went for John Watson, Chris Lynch, uh, right and left back, and Salmon Jeff, right and at the at the back. There's how, two centre. How would you agree with that? That uh, centre completely, completely. <laughs> <laughs> and away from home, I would have went with Paul Doolan, Alan Dowson. Jeff and Sam. Oh, well, you've made it into both there. That's not bad. What, what would be your best defensive lineup that you played in? Or out of all the players, who would you like to play? Um, I would have thought John, mm-hmm. Brian Rowe, Jeff, and um, probably Derek Ord. Derek Ord, yeah. You see, that, that, that's the, you see, I was stuck. I would went for Baxter, Curtis, yourself, and I was stuck between putting, I was saying to you before we came on there, Mark Atkinson, who he didn't play for that long, and, uh, but I thought I would like to have seen him play at a higher level, and uh, Derek Ord, that would be the, the, the stuck between yeah. them two, but uh, yeah, we'd like to know who yours are, so uh, please send them in, it'd be great uh, to do that, and uh, as I say, what's this, we've got another one here, uh, this one about the match yesterday, um, was a long match yesterday, uh, Put that to put it that way, just wasn't our day. Best way to describe it: uh, another poor ref display 
wouldn't put a gate. It wouldn't be a gated match if the ref wasn't poor. I didn't have a poor one, so yeah. It's uh, it, I can't keep blaming the defense, uh, blaming the referees. I mean, you know, I, mm. I wasn't there for that one, but uh, didn't sound too bad on the radio. But it depends how uh, the commentator sees it, really, doesn't it? No, it's 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 hard to make a judgment when you've listened to it on the radio. To be fair, yeah, it's it, it's completely different animal, isn't it? And um, we've got a tweet from Phil. Best back five. Ah, he's going for a back five. Oh, he's put Muscle White in there as well. Without current players, Muscle White, Tavernier, Kitchen, Rob Jones, and Little. Yeah. Did you play with Rob Jones, Sam? Yeah, you did. Yeah, I was just, I he was about six foot nine, wasn't he? Yeah, and couldn't stop a pig in a passage. He's still, he's still playing. <laughs> Doncaster, I think he's yeah. player coach, isn't he? Yeah, there. So. Uh, so yeah, that's not a bad uh, back five. Twelve there, goals, it? didn't he? Twelve goals from the back. <coughs> yeah, that season. Yeah, when he went to Stockport. It's hard to pick up, obviously, with someone that height. It's good in here, Rob. Yeah, uh, fantastic. So that's an, uh, another good line up there. Please send in yours. And um, Andy Mason has also put, I think, uh, Shock and Ref glossed over a very poor performance on Tuesday night. Mm, I wouldn't uh, I wouldn't have said we had a fair share of the possession, more attacking. I thought two of their goals obviously came with penalty. I, I know they hit the post and the crossbar, but after that, I don't think they created that much. No, don't, don't depend. No, I'm not not discrediting your views, Andrew. As everyone sees it different, but uh, in, interesting. On, I was laughing my head off on farm and knocked co- cocked the last one up. Yeah, that was nice to see. Couldn't have won it because his mother hates me. <laughs> <laughs> I wonder why. <laughs> as I say, we've got Sam Kitchen with us here, and we've got lots to talk about with him. And uh, Sam, as I say, we'll talk about your your footballing journey. Where did you start off uh, with your your football? Started off at. Uh, Broadsworth, my, why not, <laughs> Broadsworth Miners Welfare. That's where I started off, 17 year old. Mm-hmm. Um, that was in the middle of the miners' strike. Yeah. <laughs> that was 92, wasn't it? Yeah. <laughs> no. <laughs> <laughs> um, I played there, played local football, played for Cool Town. Mm-hmm. Um, then ended up at the infamous Frickley. Yeah, we'll, we'll say it Nobody wanted to come and play there. <laughs> no. Um, it was, we, we liked it like that at mm-hmm. the time. Um, tough place to go pitch was always horrendous bit of a slope um, often the person on the motorbike on the slag he behind the goal as well stealing coal for all to see but no, I started from there and then obviously I went from there I went to Leighton Orient mm-hmm. I think they got a bag of footballs and <laughs> from me. something like that um, yeah and then floated around for a few years um, then eventually Colin Richardson and Mr. George Cook. No, yeah, George. George. Hi, George Cook. I've never seen him since since he left. And obviously, um, the chairman, Gibson, Mr. Gibson. Yeah, yeah. So, so I see you, you were brought in by then. And who were the players at the time? That you know, save those young, younger people. That not that you're that old. Yeah, yeah. Younger people. Who, well, who, who were the players that were there when when you came into the I team? Think Paul Thompson arrived same time as me. Um, so already there, I think it was John Watson, Paul Dowson, Jeff, mm-hmm. Brian Rowe, Proudlock, trying to think, uh, Ken, Kenny Crammon, sorry, Double, D- Paul Dobson. Oh, how can you forget him? <laughs> <laughs> Dear me, um, goal scorer, unbelievable, unbelievable, um, was I? But s- strange character. <laughs> <laughs> and see, so, uh, that was was it. 
seven years you were a kid in total? Yeah, something like that. Yeah. yeah. Seven years. And say, I mean, the first season I seen you play was um, the season before we got relegated. Just yeah, when we had a, a decent side, and mm. uh, they say Jim Platt came in. <laughs> I don't know how you're going to describe him, but it just uh, it was a, it was a transitional period, but not for the best, <laughs> was it? <laughs> no, I That's think we had, uh, yeah, we had a bit of a struggle under under Jim, unfortunately. Um, but like I said, I was just talking to you guys before and saying I met him outside of football, and what yeah. a nice chap. But as a manager, do you mean? He had, uh, he's got some coaching badges to take, I think. <laughs> <laughs> and uh, as I say, but um, during his time, there was a couple of strikers come along, and for notable reasons. I mean, we were talking about one before there, Gilbert Boss. Aye. Scored a lot of goals, said he wasn't that good off the pitch. But, um, hey, well, he was just, he was the character. selfish, yeah. to say the least. Um, but he didn't really involve himself with the lads. Mm-hmm. He did well for the team. Yeah. Obviously with the goals. I suppose maybe just coming in on loan, maybe yeah, for doing a job and leave. He didn't really mix well. Yeah. He and sort of... Uh, and a notable name, I think, it's synonymous around football for con man is what he's called these <laughs> days. But uh, Ali Dyer. Ali I mean, Dyer. I mean, what was the thoughts in the changing room when he rocked up? I mean, because he had just been playing in the Premiership the week before. So. No, well, it, it sort of came in and we were like, well, he must, he must be uh, as good as... You know, will he be as good as what they say they were? Um, <laughs> no. Yeah. I think I don't know if you can remember the game where somebody it was the ball was going in the net and he went to try and get a touch on it and cleared it. Uh, I think was it, it Kitty Minster away? I think because I, I think I think it was Paul Thompson uh, must have been off celebrating a goal and then <laughs> I decided to try and nick it and then cleared it off the line. Yeah. Oh, as let's say, I think actually I was talking to Ian Boogie um, when he was in charge and he it ran about the same time he rocked up at Port Vale. Completely covered in Paris Saint Germain paraphernalia, training kit, everything, and they all thought, "Why is it, Why is he come from Paris Saint Germain to Port Vale?" So he must have been trying it on at every football well, club you could imagine. He conned Graham Sooner, so it, yeah. That's so, funny though, that. He managed to score a couple of goals though as well, didn't well, he? If you had a chat with the uh, Mr. Gibson, yeah, I'm sure he's got some stories about his um, his strange uh, going ons. Off the pitch, yeah. I uh, think the last I seen of him, he had he was up on the metro for fine for miss uh, fine do- uh, fair dodging, and his name was up for a fine on the well. He was on the metro. He used to drive around in a um, silver Mercedes, which was about ten with, years with old. German registration plates. Yeah, yeah I and, remember um, that. Rumor was that he'd um, absconded from Germany with this with this car and failed to return it. <laughs> <laughs> All sorts turn up the gate, don't they? Yeah, <laughs> and, uh, it, was, uh, it was a strange character, that lad. Yeah, and uh, as I say, the, the, the 97 98 season started off with Paul Connor on loan, got a hat trick against Farnborough, everything looked rosy, and then it just took a nosedive after that, didn't it? I mean, we had Guy Robson in the side who had just yeah. dropped down from Bradford. It, things started to look, I mean, a couple of signings, you thought, oh, we, we could be mm. looking good here, but it just didn't work out, did it? Oh, fateful year. Um, no, we had a we had a horrible season that year. Yeah. Um, however, we had a couple of seasons after that where we should have gone swung straight back up. I thought. Mm-hmm. Well, uh, see, we mentioned that no, goal that never was. Yeah, that was. A, we I faded. Think we were two points behind Alton at that time, mm. and that was that. Just seemed to take the wind out of just, sails, didn't uh, it? I think it was in the last five games we blew it, didn't we? Yeah. Mm. I see, but um, the first season down, uh, <laughs> Kenny Lowe took over as manager with uh, Matty Pearson, yeah. and um, as I say. That those, I mean, Kenny Lowe, I think he left after halfway through the season to take over Barrow, didn't he? Yeah. But I think for 
two and a half years under Matty Pearson, we, we had quite an entertaining side, didn't we? Yeah, with some good we players. Did, yeah, I mean, that's when we had the, the cup run, didn't we? Yeah, as under Matty. Mm-hmm. We'll come to that, the cup run a little bit later on, but I'm saying right. we, we come to, like when we came down, we signed Keith Fletcher, Steve Preen, proven goal scorers in the Northern Premier yeah. and Northern League, and um, it took a little while for Keith Fletcher to. Uh, find his feet didn't mm. it but once he did I mean what was it like because I mean, he's a bit of a fan's favourite what was it like playing with him because he was a bit was unpredictable yeah it, yeah was, it was unpredictable but and it, it was quite annoying sometimes mm-hmm. like some forwards are because he used to look as though he was lazy and yeah waiting for the ball but when he got know, it it was a bit like Paul Dobson <laughs> mm-hmm. he'd do nothing for 85 minutes and then for the last few minutes he'd, he'd knock a goal in win you the game and he'd walk away from man of the match yeah you know <laughs> Everyone's <laughs> that's forwards, but it's just one of them things, and that's how goal scorers are. Yeah, I mean, in that same team, I mean, we had Kenny Lowe was still playing, Steve Bowie, and yeah. Paul Proudlock in the middle of the Proud- park. Oh. I mean, <laughs> even now that that would do great in the conference yeah, if they're yeah. all in the prime, Pr- you know, Proudly Proudly was, uh, if not the football league. Proud is a really good player. Yeah, um, he he was brilliant. Uh, bit like. Kenny Lowe, Stephen Bowie, Steve Bowie's still playing now. Yeah, Benfield player old, manager, isn't he? Yeah. Bugger, he's had more jobs than um, <laughs> I've had at dinners. <laughs> I thought he was going to see Linda, Linda Loveliest for a minute. No, no, no. <laughs> right. Obviously, Mac is there with him as well, Gareth Mac. Mac is there is now, he still is playing? He? I'm not sure if he's still playing. Say. <laughs> uh, <laughs> I, I'm trying to get him the over 40s, but I don't think he's there yet. Yeah. Um, but but I'd say just that that team went on to have a great cup run in the year two thousand, and um, so, I mean we we took all the plaudits that weekend. I think it was the first result in. It was the I think the biggest scalp of the weekend as well, wasn't it? Away at Halifax, I've actually got the program on the wall there behind Do you. Know, you know, um, Steve Bowie put the link on uh, Facebook. Yeah, he did. Yeah, I did highlights on. Yeah, yeah. I, I put a couple of comments on about half time. You know, uh, they were they were developing. The, the ground a little bit. Yeah, well, they still haven't finished it yet. <laughs> well, probably because we beat them in the yeah. cup. But our changing room was next to theirs. So half-time, we were trying to go back in and their manager, which was... Paul Bracewell. Paul Bracewell said we couldn't go in mm-hmm. because he, he didn't want us listening to his team talk. <laughs> Obviously, we were 1-0 up, weren't we? Yeah. So they made us get changed in the gym. You know, where the weights were, so we were sat down and there's mm-hmm. weights. and Well, it's like porter cabins at the time as well, wasn't it? Yeah, yeah. and we were we were just... Well, that obviously spurred you on a bit more. Yeah, was on a little bit. So when um, Paul Dalton Dalton scored the the winner late on, the winner yeah. late on, obviously we were happy as Larry. And in the changing room afterwards, uh, John Gibson's celebration. Uh-huh. If you'd have heard it, honestly, he was going <laughs> off it. It was brilliant. Um, it's a true Adrian Swan went into their dressing into their dressing room with two empty bottles of champagne. Went there, you go, lads. And I'm not out. sure about that one. Because, uh, uh, I remember getting told about that near the time. Swanee was a character as well, and uh, I wouldn't put it past him. Yeah, I say that was a, a fantastic game. You mentioned the highlights there, and I, I say it's the, the only game I say I felt sick at Wembley, but I've actually felt sick with excitement. Uh, I've come out of the ground, and yeah. I threw up. Yeah, yeah. <laughs> it still, was, it was just a message to John Gibson. And, uh, we're still waiting for the bonus from that game. <laughs> <laughs> hey, well, well, we're hoping to get him on, so hopefully we'll be able to yeah, get yeah, that. Yeah, yeah, yeah. To be honest, Sam, there's a few people waiting, still waiting for his billboards. Are gonna <laughs> <laughs> doesn't surprise us. Doesn't surprise us. Um, as I say, just that cup run. We, we went on to have um, Swindon away, hellish trip. Um, I mean, it's hellish on the way back for other reasons as well. Oh. Um, but as I say, the first half we more than matched Swindon. Yeah, I think. I think we saw a... It's nil-nil half-time. Yeah, we 
X, although I kicked one off the line after about 30 seconds yeah. and we thought oh here we go <laughs> but uh, I thought I thought we did really well in that game and then it was maybe the last 20 minutes yeah we just where it collapsed yeah. yeah we sort of fell away a bit and full time training obviously mm-hmm. made a difference um, but it was a great it was a great day out it was and as I say well, there's, at the time I mean because I mean we'll get a bit of media attention now on TV and stuff but at the time we hadn't had any for a good few years right. so it, it kind of we were a little bit back on the map, didn't it? Yeah. At the time, so it was, it was great stuff. But uh, as I say, on the way back, it was on the way uh, back we broke down. Yeah, and uh, I think some of the relationships broke down as well. Yeah, because uh, <laughs> a certain um, a certain player, uh, gingerhead little striker, decided to act himself. <laughs> yeah. When I'd, I went into the to the pub, there was mm-hmm. a, a button. I went into say I said, "All right, if we come in, we broke down," and uh, the a kind couple who were having the celebration engagement party <laughs> said come and just come in help yeah. yourselves just carry up on and a certain centre forward decided to act himself and start causing trouble which meant um, him and the manager ended up in the car park <laughs> <laughs> and who actually won because I heard Matty uh, Matty won yeah, well, no. <laughs> I thought so. if he ever listened to this well, I've probably seen I've seen him sometimes with the football uh, on a weekend of the over 40s oh he'll have to recommend um, him to come on yeah yeah uh, but, um, if, if only it was the, di- the days yeah, of camera think, phones eh? you know I think we got home about uh, 6 o'clock in the morning yeah worse for wear oh, I think it was a, it was a bit of a, a long haul anyway wasn't it from Swindon but uh, oh, yeah. as I say after that uh, things kind of went tits up the only way you can describe it for the club we All had right. uh I think everyone calls them the dark years. I think it's three to four years of where sponsors pulled the plug um, mm. and the club really struggled. And there was a bit of an exodus of players. Yourself stayed with a, a few others and Paul Proudlock took over as manager and brought in Gary Gill. Um, say that at the start of that season, we were climbing high, riding high with Burton Albion mm. until Christmas and then it happened again. I say, can you remember much about that team? Because we had say, Paul Dalton still with us. We had, yeah. um, I'm trying to think who was up front, Steve Preen and Paul Thompson, because he was back then, mm. uh, from John Brown from Stevenage. Tony Hall in centre defence. Yeah. I remember, um, I mean, I'd, I'd left um, when Gary Gill took over. Yeah. I decided to leave, I went to Durham. Mm-hmm. Um, and then, obviously, all the problems were out at the club. And I spoke with Priority, and Priority, you know, asked me to yeah. come back, and I came back. And I think we we played for nothing for the last... Till the end of the season, yeah, I remember um, that, yeah. But like you say, the the club was in a bit of turmoil financially. Mm-hmm. Um, I mean, if you if if you knew how much it costs to run a club like like oh. that in in those leagues, yeah, oh, you've seen other clubs. It's frightening to hear it's what what we run at now, especially you know, with the travelling costs. Yeah. Um, so yeah, it was a it was a bad time for Gateshead financially. Mm-hmm. Um, however, they pulled through, and a lot of that was down to. John Gibson. Yeah, let's um, see, we had the Paul Gascoigne and Paul yeah. Goff, uh, Paul Goff as well, uh, who was on Century. We've had him on the podcast talking about it. Um, that team as well had a, 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 a player who came in, and I thought, oh, here's a journeyman that's just going to be here for his wage and not do much. But he seemed to really take up the mantle and kind of took on the midfield general role from where Proudlock left to be manager was Steve Agnew that season, yeah. and I, I, he was. Probably one of my favourite players. That's uh, yeah, came from the football player, league. I guess I like. I guess like. Yeah, yeah. He was, it, yeah, it was good for. A, for a, how long was he there? Um, couple of years, wasn't he? Uh, I think two seasons. Yeah, yeah, two seasons. I remember putting the coaching uh, session on up at uh, White House Lane up in Reckon. 
Yeah, he was a good coach. And he was, it was really he good. Was good he's been the Leeds Middlesbrough. I think he's still coaching. He's, uh, uh, assistant, assistant manager, uh, Steve Bruce at Hull, isn't he? Is it Hull, is now? It Hull yeah. now? Yeah, Hull, yeah. yeah. Uh, so it's good to see him going on to other things. We've got a lot of messages coming in now. We'll read them out very shortly. Um, we're just going to play uh, an advert on uh, for Jimmy Chandler's coaching. So this is uh, his coaching advert, and we'll be back with you very shortly. Are you aged between 6 and 14 and live in the South Tyneside area? Do you want professional football coaching from two professional footballers? Well, Adam Rundle and Jamie Chandler run Football for Life every Tuesday and Thursday evening, 5.30 till 7 at Fratrona Park, South Shields. Uh, It's £5 per session and £30 for eight session course. They also do day camps during uh, the school holidays. You can contact them on 0759 197 6909. You can also tweet them at 4FootballForLife1. This podcast is supported by Northern Prince Solutions, helping a local fan base spread the word about their team. Remember, you can download our podcasts at any time and listen to them at your pleasure. You can download our podcast from iTunes. Simply search Heed Army Podcast in iTunes. Also, you can download us from the Spreaker website. Remember, tell your friends about it because we're trying to get as many people as interested as we can in Gateshead Football Club and coming along to the games on a match day. Also, if you are new listening to the podcast and you'd like to get to a game and just find out what it's all about, go on the Gated FC website and look at fixtures and you'll see the up-and-coming home games at the International Stadium. Well, that's how you download the podcast uh, from uh, iTunes, so please do that. Do so. Remember, share it with as many people as possible, and hopefully we can get more people talking about Gated Football Club. Remember, we are talking about uh, your all-time favourite um, defensive lineups. It can be anyone you want from any era of when you've been supporting Gated. You can mix them up. You've already heard mine and Mickey's and uh, Sam's already, and uh, it'd be great to hear uh, yours as well. And we've got um, another message here from Andrew. Yes, uh, Concerned Saturday, he put shared a taxi to the train station with Danny Wright last night. Had no idea uh, what to say to him, and as he had a very quiet game, uh, not really bothered uh, Chester's defence or keeper. Uh, shame because he's been quite busy in the past few games, hasn't he? Uh, he's been a good player. Yes. So, um, say the tweets have dried up. Uh, how do you tweet us, Mickey? At heed underscore at heed underscore army. Yes. So uh, get them in. And uh, as I say, one thing we haven't talked about with our guest Sam so far was what, after we got relegated. Uh, although to say the the big games in the conference disappeared, but they were replaced by big games for the fans against Blythe Spartans. Uh, we had a few encounters up at Croft Park, and um, as I say, what, what were your memories of those games? Um, I don't. I, I, I don't think I was well liked yeah. there for some reason. Um, not well with the fans, anyway. Yeah, um, it was good rivalry. Yeah, there were always uh, good games. I think that the, the one that sticks out was the first one. We're up there, Boxing Day, and we're one nil down. And I think was it uh, Edgecombe and Preen scored. No, Maybe. it was uh, Fletcher and Preeny. Fletcher, Fletcher and Preen. Aye. Yeah, I remember that. That was. I mean. It, it, it was, I would say, for, for me, it was my first uh, encounter of those games. Uh, say, but there's a 
for the for the fans, I mean, you, I mean for the players, sorry, when you've been playing at a higher level, you've been playing the Steve Inages of the time, who were the big boys and stuff. How do those games compare? Or is it a completely different animal? It's completely different, especially with being local derby. Yeah. Um, I weren't sort of aware because I weren't. I'm not from the yeah. northeast originally, um, but games like that um, were always good. They were always intense affairs and quite. You know, nobody wanted to lose those. Yeah. Um, As I say, I think. Well were. were you in the game when Brian Rowe was playing for Blythe Spartans and he scored the winner? Yep. Later on, that one, that one was hard to bear, wasn't it? Yes, very hard to bear. <laughs> that was at the stadium, wasn't it? Um, yeah, that was their place. No, that was their, was place. their place. Yeah. Uh huh. Well, didn't we lose five two one day to the Manal? That was. Yeah. Well, I think we had a couple of uh, sickness like uh, towards uh, the early years when we got relegated. Uh, <laughs> Yeah, absolutely horrendous games. But uh, say Andrew sent in his uh, favourite back four. A uh, couple of names that we haven't had already. He's got Baxter, Curtis, Swales and uh, Sam Rents. That's it, that's his. That's it, I wouldn't have put Sam Rents in. <laughs> and Paul Doolan, um, he's put uh, Stimson, Mitchinson, Fagan and uh, himself. It's good defence. It's a good defence, yeah. yeah. <laughs> it's, it's the 80s. Uh, Sam will not narrow it, but... Um, only you, Paul Doolan, I know what I mean. Uh, Dave Parnaby, that which is Sam was the closest we ever come to uh, replacing Parnaby. Sam, he's the lad at Middlesbrough Academy. Yeah, yeah, his son's playing for yeah. Hartlepool now, isn't he? Sean Parnaby. He was a similar type of defender to yourself, and it took us a long time to get a similar defender until you come along. Yeah. So that's that's a bit flattery, really. <laughs> Money, please. Cheers. There's <laughs> <laughs> a fiver. Yeah. Um, so we've got good news. Um, I think Sam's looking at us to go. What the hell is good news? It's it's just daft good stories from around the world oh, that right. we found. And this one, um, we're scraping the barrel. I don't think we'll be doing good news. Good news next week. I thought it was relating to Steve Preen. Nickname is the Goat. <laughs> You can tell Why? us more about that later feed on. Feed the goat. Uh, feed the goat. He looks like a goat. <laughs> <laughs> He's a balding goat now, though, isn't he? Uh, Sunroof. Yeah. Um, and this one is from the Telegraph today. It's um, a woman to sue Peppa Pig creators after sharing her name with a go- uh, baby goat character. And uh, we'll just go down. An Italian woman is suing the British makers of a popular children's uh, cartoon, Peppa Pig, claiming she is damaged by an episode featuring a goat with a, uh, a goat uh, featuring a baby goat uh, character with the same name and uh, let's go down there it's, hello i'm gabriella the goat bar and, um, how can you just because gabriella it, it's just one name you kind of yes. how many characters are in the world we call and gabriella she's suing her for a hundred thousand euros yeah so i um, will retweet that on twitter i'm not going to read it all out as i say hopefully if i don't find anything better next week goat news is gone God, get it. yeah so uh <laughs> The anti-climax there. Poor Sam, he's uh, come in. He's, he hasn't yeah, had the best of yeah, good news. Yeah. Uh, Should so, Yeah, oh, well, I haven't got Andrew for his impressions. Yeah, There's yeah. one lad that's normally here with us who does impressions every week, really? and they're absolutely horrible. They're terrible. So um, you'll you, get you, to hear them yeah, with you. you. You've missed the treat. If you listen back to the other episodes, you'll be like, oh yes. So um, we've just retweeted that now. Good news. That probably will be the end of it unless we can find something good. <laughs> yes. That I just need to ask you, Sam. Nowadays, at the uh, yeah, the team's full time. What was an average week for you? I mean, being part time and having to go to work. What was that? What would the average week co- contain with training and then travelling the matches? Oh, um, well, at the time, I was um, I was studying, so I was mixing studying at university um, with playing. So we'd train a couple of times a week, 
Tuesday or Thursday or Monday or Wednesday, depending on when the midweek games were. And then obviously if it was away, we'd be setting off at 2, 3 o'clock in the afternoon, getting back, depending where you were, 1 o'clock, 2 o'clock in the morning. Mm-hmm. Um, midweek games and the weekend. Aye. Um, overnight stays were usually Dover, Aye. which we usually won 1-0. Aye, I was, most times I was there. Aye, Dover, <laughs> yeah. Um, always good trips. Um, sneaking out on a Friday night. <laughs> oh, sne- talk to sneaking out. Pro- Coca-Cola. Proud. Coca-Cola. Uh, Paul Prolock once told me about uh, where he was in Hertfordshire and Dubber tried to sneak out and he set all the alarms off or something. Uh, uh, I don't know about that one. <laughs> 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 he must have been part of that one. I was, he was. I was, I was asleep. Him. <laughs> I was asleep. <laughs> all the alarms went off and you and uh, Perry no. says you sh- shut the door and legged it back upstairs. No, it weren't me. Not <laughs> <laughs> so you, you, you kind of get fined now, Jim, it's all right. <laughs> under, under Jim Platt, you know, the, the season where we stayed up. Um, it was late on in the season and we were we were safe. So Jim came down and he decided, he was very aloof, Jim. And then all of a sudden he, he came down to the boy and says, right, lads, uh, you can have two pints uh, and then, you know, you can... Say at the time, I mean, experienced pro. Experienced pro. And uh, so we all sat around we thought, ah, oh, the usual pub was across the road. Um us being professionals, we thought we'll go over there for a bit of a dance and a couple of, ca- of cokes. <laughs> Jim, Jim Pratt, yeah. sorry Platt, um, thought that he was going to come and sit in our company, but obviously he went to the bar to get a drink. As he turned his back, we were all over the road. <laughs> and the bar comes to about eleven o'clock, past past our, our um, curfew, you know, curfew, and uh, we were in the lift. There was me, Proudy. And uh, Steve Sherwood, you know, Steve Sherwood yeah. played in FA Cup finals, uh-huh. blah, blah. We're coming up in the lift. The lift opens and there's there Jim Platt looking at her. <laughs> St- Steve Sherwood was cowering behind us. <laughs> what are you doing? You've played in a cup and he's scared to death of Jim Platt. Oh, hey. uh, well, there you go. <laughs> and uh, as I say, well, the, the we're st- safe. You did tell <laughs> us a couple of stories about um, one of your former teammates and good friends, uh, Paul Thompson. You said he's a bit of a disaster. We had him on disaster. the podcast. Yeah, he's, he's a. What can you tell us that's safe for radio? Safe for radio. <laughs> oh, just going for Alman. <laughs> um, well, you know the, the time when he had his trousers ripped off at the Southport uh, game? Yeah, chinos. Chinos. <laughs> yeah. Remember that one. And Although he claims they weren't chinos, he said they were, um, they were chinos. chinos. Yeah, he, <laughs> chinos. he tried to claim they weren't on, on the podcast when we interviewed chinos. him. Chinos. And then th- that was the game that got abandoned at half-time. A run cone. Yeah. Um, when Mark Hine scored two, voted himself yeah. man of the match Every by week. half-time. <laughs> uh, and it was abandoned, so he was gutted. <laughs> Um, Tom, there's that many things. Actually, uh, I've just remember, I've just remembered one. Uh, can I remember Queen of the South away in, yeah. a, in a friendly when he got his nose put across his, his face. He got his nose broke yeah. uh, in the game, and then he came off, tripped up, <laughs> banged his nose on the on the dugout. <laughs> needed needed more treatment. <laughs> I remember because physio was even laughing. He was stood outside before after the game, and his his face was just black, like it looked like a beak, didn't it? I don't remember that. Well. Can you remember the one with Tomo we played at, um, what was the, uh, Rushton and Diamonds. We oh, played yeah. there, that lovely ground. Oh. And Tomo went to trap a ball. It come off his shin, hit a hoarding, and it uh, fell down. 
just completely broke the, the wooden <laughs> board and we were just rolling around <laughs> Thomas touch no I took him uh, I took him out um actually I took him out running we went running down the, the Derwent pre-season yeah. we'll go for a run and uh, there was a guy coming on on a bike <laughs> so I went to the left to let this guy through Tom I went to the right smashed into this guy on a bike we were both, <laughs> we were both um, sat in the nettles and I was, I was pulling this guy up to help him out of his bike trying to apologise for that idiot yeah <laughs> <laughs> actually I've got a, got a question here from um, Andrew McGuinness he's put um, I have a question for Sam uh, could you really think of anyone worse than Tony Carter to talk to before you went on your holidays when we went to Eastley uh, away the other month I believe you bumped into him at the airport did I? Yeah. Well, you must have been drunk yourself, were you? When was that? A couple of months ago. First, uh, yeah, Eastley away. It was when uh, first week of the first few weeks of the season. End of August, yeah. early September. It can't be me. <laughs> <laughs> well, there's Tony Carter's memory for you. He's telling us that he was talking to you. <laughs> yeah, he's sorry. Apparently, he was talking. It, that to you might have been in May. It might have been in May. Ah. So well, he can't have him. He's got their days mixed up. Yeah, he must have. And um, we've got a couple of messages from uh, Carter, and he's put, uh, what was your first impression of the mad genius Colin Richardson? I was going to bring that up. My first impression was, obviously I, I met uh, Colin and John Gibson at um, this Italian restaurant in, in the big market where John used to sort of um, go for lunch. Um, anyway, I, I agreed to sign and, you know, Colin got a lot of time for Colin he was a, a really good manager anyway so I turned up at training and I looked got changed um, Colin had white sandals on with white slacks a white shirt <laughs> a perm <laughs> gold bracelets and a hell of a tan and I was like different yeah and then I went out on the on the um, on the training pitch and there's Colin with a football shirt on a pair of football shorts no socks and a pair of football boots and I said to someone, is he, is he the coach? <laughs> and they went, yeah. And uh, never looked back since. But, um, I mean, I think Colin didn't get the recognition. No, I think amongst the fans, I think he's obviously remembered uh, yeah, very, very fondly. Funny. Yeah, and uh, the, the only impression, I was a fan, I met him a couple of times and he just reminded me of a used car salesman. <laughs> it was Honestly, it was mad. That, that one of the cu- first couple of games I played, and Colin at the side never shuts up, shouting and bawling. And as I was coming off at half time, I think we were probably two 0 up, and I'm thinking we're going to get it in. And then you're coming at half time, and you'd be like, "Well done, lads, yeah. doing really well." And you're thinking, well, "Just talking." Well I've nice. got another message. For, uh, I've got three from Carter, and he's put, um, "What was the team spirit like uh, with such a small squad when we finished fifth in the conference?" It was it was brilliant. Mm-hmm. Um, I mean, we did have a small squad. But if you look at the goals conceded, I think that season, I think it was something like 20, 22, 23. And I mean, if, if the conference had been like it is now with the playoffs, I mean, it would have been there, would have had a great chance as well, oh, you would feel. Yeah. Uh, especially um, a team like that. I, th- I mean, Colin tried to try to improve the the team over the next couple of seasons, and it just didn't happen. Some of the players were good players he brought mm-hmm. in, but. I think uh, at a player talking, Colin Richardson said to us that he he didn't get the money he was promised to build on the side that he wanted Mm. to do. So, unfortunate what could have been, but uh, thankfully we're in a a good place at the minute. Um, And also, um, he's put... uh, One second. What did uh, Proudy think of uh, Rico constantly shouting Proudy non-stop from the dugout? As you mentioned, he was shouting all the time. I think Colin's words were... um, Well... 
when I stop shouting at you, that's when I don't, I'm past caring. Yeah. <laughs> so, I mean, Proudy, one of Proudy's famous uh, comments to Colin was, why, I'm in the, why am I in the second team? Yeah. And Colin said, because we haven't got a third. <laughs> <laughs> and Andrew McGuinness, he said he had, he's got his person wrong. It was Ben Katnack that he yeah. had seen on holiday. So there we go. We'll get there in the end. And, um oops. Got a few tweets. I see we're in. getting him into trouble there. Yeah, um, we've got a, this one here. This one is uh, Phil's uh, back or worst back four he's went for. How about a worst back four? Five: Jim Provitt, Ricky Baines, Dan Smith, Ewan Moyes, Peter Ball. Ewan Moyes, I can agree with. He was actually David Moyes' nephew. Was he? Uh, we had him. Uh, I think it was the first season we went professional. Aye, it was. We signed him from. Uh, no, Airdrie or Brecon City, something like that. Right. And the only thing I ever seen him do, he's just sitting for because he never got on the pitch. <laughs> when he did, he was hauled off pretty sharpish. He just sat and ate in front of me uh, all the time. You just kept going to Asda uh, and just Tom eating it? in the stand all the time. I was like, <laughs> you'd think he didn't even watch the game. It's not the worst back fours. Sam, did you ever see a worse centre half than Darren Clyde? <laughs> you still see Darren Clay? <laughs> no, no. Um, Every yeah. time his second touch was either a tackle or on his first touch went out of play. If, it, uh, if it's the same player, <laughs> just tell it. If it's the same player, <laughs> I remember I seen him play Anfield playing in a reserve team game, and he like it was like a wrestling movie. Just picked up the lad and like just spiked him into the ground. Come from Barnsley as well. How yeah, yeah. Anyway, oh, yeah, 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 under twenty-one. Yeah. Mm-hmm. <laughs> Hold on! I think he got in before me. He did. That's the Jim, worst thing. Jim, Jim weren't playing me at the first. I think Jim's first um, comments to me were: he got me in the office and he went, um, "You don't get that much money playing professional." Yeah. And I looked at him. And I was like, "Well, it's not my fault." Uh, <laughs> oh, and uh, we've had a, a from a new listener here, Laura Watson. She's put, "Don't ditch goat news. I will try my best to find some interesting goat news for you uh, to report on next week." Oh god! Yeah. <laughs> <laughs> Thanks, Laura. Um, so yeah, fantastic. Good news might not be gone. So no. yeah. I mean, was, he signed some shockers, man, didn't he? You've got to see that, Sam. Oh, I mean, right. remember the the well, there was a strange character, Gary Twainham. Twainham. Yeah, we're talking about. He, went, he went on to play for Staley Bridge, didn't he? In the conference for a couple of seasons after we got relegated yeah. as well. He was a bit of a loose cannon, wasn't he? Not former Manchester United trainee. I yeah. think he was. Yeah. All right. He was dead talented. It just never, it just never clicked. Just Doesn't matter where he went, it never clicked. Mm-hmm. I remember the time he went missing for two weeks. He'd gone on holiday. <laughs> yeah, it's um, actually just another player. I can remember Alex Wilgrass. Yes, he's the lad who came from uh, Scarborough, wasn't it? Yeah, yeah. Um, and yeah. the other one, Wellesy. Wellesy. Who changed his name to Mark Tyrell? As I believe, uh, was he? the season after after he left us, he was, became Mark Tyrell. Is that so? No one had recognised. Must have been. <laughs> Apparently, <laughs> he was well known for fighting in nightclubs and was he? Uh, takeaways well, that's, in Scarborough. That's why he must have changed his name. I think, I think he uh, he got chased by the police in his car, didn't he? I don't know. No. Oh, hey, all the stories are one of the papers. Just mention Alex Wilgrass. He came back to play us about twelve years later, and he was actually quite good. Was it Pontefract? Pontefract or somewhere? Pickering Town. Pickering Town. Pickering, yeah, be Pickering. Yeah, yeah, he was actually. He was actually quite good in that game, and he admitted he was terrible when he played for us. Uh, he was a nice lad. Well, he was. Oh. Yeah, yeah. Fans. He, he always used to come on talk, but he played for somebody else against us in a relegation game under Jim. Did we stay up with Jim? Didn't we? 
first season, first season, first half season, season yeah. yeah. He played for he played for one of the teams we played. I think Steely Bridge. I think he might have got sent off. I'm trying to think of the team somewhere off. around that season. Yeah, it was like, uh, Steely Bridge were always around, were not someone. It was someone down the road, further down Birmingham way. Oh, right, Bromsgrove. Bromsgrove. He played for Bromsgrove. Yeah, yeah that's right, yeah. Mm-hmm. Uh, but uh, to say, we mentioned FA Cup, and I was going to bring it up earlier on. Can you remember the fabled game against... Uh, it was when Steve Sherwood returned to play against us for uh, Gainsborough Trinity. Oh. And what, what were you thinking when you turned round and seen Ben Cole at the corner flag with the ball? <laughs> Um, <laughs> I don't know because uh, he's recently added me on Facebook. I'm thinking, but I know that name. I know yeah. that name from, and then I remembered. He went. Actually, I, I seen him play. Game. A, yeah, I seen him play a few years later for Brandon, and he actually played really well for them. I have seen he him. Played, he was a good he keeper. There, yeah, but I don't think um, Mr. Platt helped him. No, I don't no, think he no, helped him. No, he hung him out to dry basically. Big time, yeah, he was only a young kid. Uh, yeah, Frank, yeah, at the yeah, time. and his father just recently passed away. Yeah. Mm. And, I mean, what? What were you in the dressing room when Frank Johnson got sent home? Oh, I was there. It, it said to him, um, "Where were you at training?" He goes, "Oh, I was on night shift." Mm-hmm. He goes, "You should have come in during the day." <laughs> Apparently, he'd already told him. I was. I spoke to Frank out, outside, and he says, "I told him I wasn't. I couldn't get there." He was a good keeper. He was an excellent. Bit, excellent yeah, keeper. I remember. He, he went to Sunderland Nissan after that. I believe yeah. that's where he but worked. Yeah. He just Jim just said, "You should have come in during the day." I mean, there was no training on. I, yeah. Come in on how can you win with an argument like that? Well, you cannot. Um, He'd already made his mind up, I think, to bring. Uh, definitely. Um, and Andy Mason's letting us know apparently you and Moises uh, Brecken captain at the moment. Brecken. Uh, Brecken, yeah. So, no, well, nice to see him doing well. You don't want to see anyone uh, doing badly when they leave. Um, Scottish football. Yeah, as I say, yeah, your son as well. He was uh, at Newcastle United, wasn't he, for a while? Yeah, he's up at uh, St Johnson now. Oh, so is, is he playing regular? Um, he's still on 19, but he plays. He's been on the bench for the first team. I think he trains with them regular, but um, still playing for the under twenties. Oh, that's good. Uh, um, so keep an eye out for that. It's uh, yeah. Alex, isn't it? Yeah, Alex. Alex. So keep an eye out for Have that. Have you name. been up to watch any of the games, Sam? Or I've, yeah, I've been up a few times. Um, I'm due to go in the next couple of weeks. They've got a youth cup game. I'm going to try and get up for that one. Um, my other son, he's in the 16s at Newcastle, so... Oh, spot on. I'm his taxi. <laughs> you there's more years? Yeah. Uh, yeah, just, just, just the two. <laughs> no more. Um, see, we've only got seven minutes left. It's actually flew by. Uh, we haven't had a chance to look forward to the next three games. Uh, Torquay away on Saturday is going to be very tough. Not going to be the Torquay United that we beat three... Uh, was it 3-0 or 3-1? 3-1. 3-1 at the beginning of the season. They even admitted themselves that they underestimated us. Chris Hargreaves, the manager down there. Uh, then the following Saturday, Dover at home. Never going to be an easy game. And then Alfreton away after that. So, as I say, last week we kind of said from the next five games we'll be happy with nine points. We've come away with one point from the possible six so far. It's uh, you'd hope. That, that, I mean, so that, I still think there's six points I'd up for offer. Like, um, I would, I would, I would take Alma for a draw at Torquay, especially yep. without Curtis being. Ah, uh, will he uh, sent off for me? Uh, will that be? I don't know if Sam be able to tell us this. Um, he got a second yellow in the red card. One, does that one match? Does that come in straight away, or is it straight away for right, a instant red? It does come in straight away now, does it? Yeah. Definitely. As long as yeah. it's, is it his first red? Uh, it was uh, two yellows, so. No, I mean, this oh, the, um, yeah, it's his first one yeah, this oh, season, right. yeah. yeah so yeah it looks like you'll miss that um, but yeah as I say that it's, 
I'm just looking from far, obviously you keep uh, watching uh, Gator results and uh, keep an eye on how we're doing. And I'd say this year, we haven't hit full form, but we're mm. still up there. Still up there? Yeah. Um, we're now still fourth. Fourth we dropped down to through um, the result yesterday. Um, it's, still, it's still early days, really. Yeah. November, early November. Um, I'd say this time last if, year, we weren't even in the top ten. Yeah, so, so if, you can, if you can go into the new year um, still in the, in the top four, Mm-hmm. You know, you, you're going to give yourself a chance, aren't you? Yeah, and as, as we mentioned before, we've still got Jamie Chandler out injured. I believe he might have to have an operation. Fingers crossed he doesn't. Um, but if, have, when he comes back and JJ, essentially, it's like having new signings, really. Well, I think we'll definitely miss the two of them. Yeah. JJ, especially. Um, well, I don't think we've got a ready re- replacement for the left hand side of midfield. No, and we'll say, well, the. Chandler's engine in midfield. I mean, I don't know if you've seen anything of Matthew Patterson since he's arrived at the club. I haven't, no. And uh, so he's starting to find form. He hadn't played for a while, but I mean, this earlier this year he was in the South Africa squad, and he's still got aspirations to be selected still for South Africa. Mm. So, if that's the case, you would imagine there's a lot more to come from Matthew Patterson. Well, it has to be. To be fair, I mean, he's, he's been a, it's a bit of a slow burner. Mm-hmm. He got his first goal on Tuesday. Seems as if he done it all right yesterday. I thought that. I thought that was his. From what I've seen, I haven't seen many of the weird games, but I thought that was his his best performance on uh, Tuesday night at mm, Lincoln. Definitely. Yeah. So hopefully we'll see that. Um, remember, you've still got time to get in uh, some of your defences. Uh, who, if you want to get them in, we've got a couple of minutes left. Any other gated news or uh, gossip that you'd like to send in, please do so. Do, do so, do so. Um, so we've got uh, one or two more adverts to play. Um, we've got, uh, seeing when I can find it, Alex Baird's coaching advert. So if you're a budding young goalkeeper, why not contact Alex? Are you a budding young goalkeeper? Is your son the next Joe Hart? Why not get them some expert goalkeeping coaching from Elite Goalkeepers Number 1? from Gateshead goalkeeper Alex Baird. He's available to do coaching one-on-one, group sessions or working with boys clubs. So if you're interested, contact Alex and you can do so via his Twitter account and that is at EliteKeepersNo1 and you can also phone him on 077-8619-4614 That's Elite Goalkeepers and you can get expert coaching from Gateshead goalkeeper Alex Baird. Are you a Gated fan? Are you a brain box? Do you love a quiz? If so, get to the Green Ags Head on the first Thursday of every month for the Gated FC Supporters Club meeting and quiz. Quizmaster Tenerife Dave will have your brain absolutely puzzled with some of his belting questions. So get along, that's the first Thursday of every month at the Green Ags Head on Gated High Street. It's the place to be if you're a Gated fan and you can come along and meet more Gated fans and get involved in the Gated family. So get along to the quiz and meeting on the first Thursday of every month at the Grey Nags Head. Well, you're back with us. A couple of minutes left. Um, so if you've got any... Um Final messages you want to send in, please do so. Uh, we've got a few come in. Twitter's been very quiet tonight. I presume some people are listening. I'm a celebrity. If you are, you horrible. But, uh, <laughs> um, we've got um, actually Jimmy Bullard's on that leg, so it might be worth a watch. Apparently, so it's quite good. Uh, it's funny, Emily. Yeah, and Andrew McGuinness has put, I'd be happy with four points from the next three games. Uh, yeah, I'd, I'd like, maybe like six myself, uh, but who knows? We'll see what happens. And good to see Shaw back yesterday. We didn't mention that. And one player I actually forgot to mention, and um, he was an absolute 
fantastic. Was, you said he was one of your favourite goalkeepers. Was Dean Williams in the relegation season? What a how can you describe him? He was just he used epic. to travel up. He used to travel up from Miles as well. He used to travel up from Birmingham. Birmingham, yeah. Uh, I played with him at Doncaster. He was a good keeper. Yeah, I mean, he was just. Um, Electric for a goalkeeper. He yeah. was just, I mean, I mean, we'll see about goalkeepers being like cats and stuff, but mm. he was. He just he seemed to get really on everything, keeper. didn't he? Yeah. God knows what that season would have been like if we hadn't had him because we had a chance towards until the end of the season, didn't yeah. we, to stay up. But uh, Samuel, the third person, that, sorry to cut in, dear. Yeah. The third player I've asked, what happened to John Carroll? I don't know what happened to John because uh, he came to the club um, with a good mm-hmm. pedigree, good, good yeah. record, good pedigree. Really well, and whether it is whether it, it was his management style, I don't know. He was a nice fella. Yeah, um, knew his stuff, knew his players. I think he brought a couple of players in mm-hmm. uh, that didn't didn't work. Carter, did it? Mark Carter, Mark Carter, Carter, goal scorer, top goal scorer in the in the conference for years. Came to us and couldn't move. Couldn't couldn't even mm-hmm. well. It just, it just didn't happen, did it? No. I know, but he just disappeared off the face of the earth, though, yeah. didn't he? Yeah. yeah. I heard there was uh, some. He had some uh, problems with uh, Halifax fans about his kitchen being burnt down and fire attack on his home. So I don't oh. know how true that is. We don't want to speculate. We, do. no, we no. hope everything's I, all right. I, I don't but know, I'm, I'm still trying to find out. You know, the third player I've asked from that squad. Yeah. And no one's told us the answer. Yet. I'm going to ask you about one final player it's before we went. And um, I, I always hoped he'd turn into something special. He never did. Uh, Graham Robinson. Graham South Robinson, striker. <laughs> the face says a million words there. Well, I don't know. It just didn't happen. <laughs> it really didn't, did him, it? Did he? No. Uh, he had a good goal scoring record. Whitby, yeah. Uh, Canny, nice lad, but just didn't happen for him. Yeah. But sometimes does with players. Yeah. You know, all this is to say it's a pity. I mean, he, went, he had a great time. I think he had a canny time at Blythe, didn't he as well? Yeah. Unfortunately, yeah. It just and didn't happen at all. Yeah. In fact, I think he actually got airlifted from Blythe with a suspected heart attack, but he had cracked cracked a rib. <laughs> so Did he? Yeah. Uh, he was, yeah. Uh, I remember that. Yeah. Uh, Not a dramatic. Typical yeah. muddle. Yeah. No, no. I'd imagine that would hurt. But uh, <laughs> on that on that note, Sam uh, oh, <laughs> Yorkshire man, he yeah. doesn't that hurt. No, he oh. doesn't. Uh, Sam, thank you very much for coming no, on. It's been an pleasure, absolute mate. pleasure. And uh, as I say, thanks for the memories of the FA Cup games of yesteryear. And as I say, no it's problem, been absolutely great have you here and Mickey thank you as ever thank you yeah and uh, as I say remember share the podcast and um, we'll hopefully we've been in contact with Steve Bowie we're waiting for a reply hopefully we can get him on soon and uh, as I say we want to try and get a few more former Gator players in so uh, keep an eye on Twitter and Facebook for any future posts and um, we'll see you next week bye thank you before you drive the all-new Nissan Rogue, you gotta ask yourself, how rogue are you gonna go? We talking, find your spirit animal in the desert rogue? Build an igloo in the middle of nowhere rogue? Or, take the long way home just because kind of rogue? Just a question, but with five available drive modes, you're sure to find the answer. Go rogue in the all-new, fiercely reimagined 2021 Nissan Rogue. Now with the most standard safety features in its class. See owner's manual for important safety information. Auto Pacific segmentation. 2021 Nissan Rogue versus latest in-market competitors. Base models compared. Support for this episode has been provided by Ratio Keto-Friendly Dairy Snacks. If counting macros makes your head spin, count instead on a snack by Ratio. They've done the math for you, so you can spend less time studying the label and more time enjoying your day. Creamy and delicious, try strawberry and vanilla for 2 grams of carbs and a unique combination of sugar and protein. Interested? Ratio Keto-Friendly Dairy Snacks are now available in the yogurt aisle at Walmart. Always consult your physician before starting an eating plan that involves regular consumption of high-fat foods.